Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. Spoilers ahead. Follow your dreams. Repeat 10 times. I'm Scotty Moe. Ain't it cold in that? It's Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. I was going to say I needed a drink, but uh, I got sideswiped with that. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was quoting the epic soundtrack to, that's right, you guessed it, we watched Project Aco, and I'm going to tell you this a little bit pick. about it. It was, and here we go, right after this burp surfaces. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, On a yes. splendid morning, an oh, effervescently cheerful teenage schoolgirl named Aiko sets off for a school sets off for school with her delightfully ditzy friend Seiko. The duo are students in a marvelous futuristic city, but Eiko is about to run afoul of the of the wealthy and powerful Biko, young lady used to getting everything she wants, and what she wants is Seiko. Also, a vast and powerful alien fleet is about to touch down in Graviton City, and they're after something too. Fortunately for us, Eiko's no ordinary schoolgirl. She's got superpowers of her own. Make sense? Yeah, so this is... This is a Super Mario Super Show for everyone listening. So Correct. We decided, rather than doing that, uh, we're going to watch something that sounds a lot like a lot of fun. And I also tried to watch the first episode of Super Mario Brothers, and I was like, hmm, we're not going to get anything out of three of these. So, sorry, I said it. <laughs> New Mario Bro- Brothers right. movie's out, so we're watching anime. Project Aiko. I got my Fully Cooly shirt. I got my Hatsune Miku Tamagotchi ready. We're ready to go, right? Aren't you? You're- Won't you? You are so old man weeb. You are we so go. old man weeb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I realized <laughs> when you messaged me today along with your cavalcade waterfall of nonsense, you said, I got to watch Bubblegum Crisis now. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I feel so old. Did you just learn about that through? No, I no, I had always heard of Bubblegum Crisis. I never okay. knew what the fuck it was because of a name called Bubblegum Crisis. I was like, that's might not be up my alley. Uh-huh. But after watching this, I was like, it might be up my alley. So <laughs> I realized now for being uh, for not being super exposed to anime that I've introduced Rachel, my partner, to Akira because we saw that at the local theater. I always mention um, I would have loved to see that in the theater. Yeah, I introduced her. I mean, I haven't completely introduced her to anime, but kind of got her more into stuff. Uh, but like we've seen Akira together. We watched Project Echo. And I recently found my, my VHS, VHS copy of Ninja Scroll. So all I need to do is... Uh, Ninja Scroll's we good. Just, we could just watch that. A couple anim- uh, episodes of uh, Gundam Endless Waltz and like 70 episodes of DBZ. She'll have the exact same upbringing as I did to anime. <laughs> well, all you have I to do I saw Ninja is... Scroll way too young. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw Evangelion and another anime called X way too young as well. Uh, yeah. What you need to do is you need to tell her to go watch ToonamiAftermath.com because it just plays all the anime we grew up with 24-7 and all the cartoons that were on Cartoon Network. Like, that's absolutely another, free. That's another possibility. What what initiated this for us was that we saw the uh, live-action Japanese film uh, Anime Supremacy, and it's about the, the industry creating anime. It's It just came out uh, last year. Um, and okay. it's about the difficulty that a female anime director goes through mm. to get her program shown and everything. Um, it was good. It's way too long and does not have the best pacing, <laughs> but uh, made us both want to watch anime. And I was like, you know what? Uh, a friend of mine shouts out to Shara. Oh, my God. It's been a long day, everybody. It's been a long weekend. Here we go. And take two. 
shouts out to my friend Sarah, who got this for me for my birthday last year, realized it released on Blu-ray, Project Echo. Um, and I stumbled across this after a YouTuber was talking about it, and I went down a hole of like, oh shit, I wonder what's going on with these. Another one that I want to watch again, but I realized for whatever reason, maybe someone of this is too expensive, is the series called Battle Athletes. Have you ever heard of that at all? Nope. I, I like that was one like I picked up on a whim Battle at a comic athletes. shop when I was getting into anime. I have a VHS somewhere. It's like eighty bucks for out. any version of any volume of that thing now. So it's ridiculous. Oh, oh so, I recently come across I recently come across the F Zero uh anime that came out that with exists. the Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. And uh it was it was like twenty dollars a disc. And I yeah, was like, ah, oh, this mm. is the anime yeah. that hasn't been produced often it's like it's like back in the day where you paid right. 30 dollars for an anime that you didn't even know if it was good or not because yeah you didn't have the internet <laughs> yeah yeah i literally got um you know like suncoast video would have them uh best mm -hmm. buy would have an anime section and best buy would fuck up constantly with their pricing so there used I got, to be really good in our in our favor <laughs> yeah i got two volumes of uh azumanga daio for $7.99 each, because both of them were not marked as $17.99. Jesus. Thanks, yep. Best Buy. Um, uh, we got a, we got a anyway. large influx of different kinds of anime when I used to work at Hastings. And sure. as working there, you got to see all the shit before it went out on the floor. So you're just like, yeah, I'll try this. Or there was a part where they were just selling all the old anime for like a dollar, all the old rental. Like they're like, we don't, right. nobody rents from this section anymore. So all yeah. this like Ninja Scroll and all that other stuff was in there. I was like, I'll buy these for a fucking dollar. Right. So rotating it back, the first time I saw this was um, my buddy Tucker and I rented it from Blockbuster when their anime section was like, uh, you know, uh, should be like, whatever, Aiko, <laughs> Akira, you know, Bubblegum Crisis, like going down Dragon Ball and, and be like, not, not DBZ, but just like Dragon Ball. So it's like, oh, kid yeah. stuff, fun stuff, Akira, Ninja Scroll and like whatever else, Slayer. We don't know what to put here. Slayers. Well, see, at the stores that weren't Blockbuster, you also had the, oh, like, oh, you have Dragon Ball, you have this, 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 and then you're like, oh, this is the racy stuff. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes. This is the section I'm not supposed to be in. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the first time I watched this, and I kind of forgot about it until I learned that the Blu-ray was released. I was like, shit, I remember enjoying that. I wonder if I enjoyed it or if I was just a young boy who hadn't seen a lot of boobs yet. Uh, and both are true. So here we Speaking go. Of, like, they should go. They go quick in the boobs in the movie. And you're just like, all right. Uh, I had never heard. It. I mean, I just recently found out about this. Surprisingly enough, when we we're at MAGFest, uh, Connor had put on some kind of anime, like top 10 anime retrospective or something. And this was on the list. And oh, I was okay, like, what cool. the fuck is this? And then you brought it up and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this coming up two times in my life now? I guess I should watch this. Yeah, this is one that I think, um, you know, welcome everyone to our show. If you've never listened to us before, this might be the episode that introduces some people because like when I Maybe. shot out our plugs on socials and stuff, uh, out of nowhere, Torito texts me. He's like, dude, Project Echo, that's a fucking deep cut. <laughs> and like he <laughs> has dude, not Charito messaged me. Where, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, and I realized that, too, because as we get more into this, um, you know, we'll start to talk about the background, but this is really the back, one of the backbones or part of the backbone of basically America getting into anime, and I didn't realize that until one of diving more into this stuff. What's that? I said it's one of the three. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, this, so this is not my first time watching it, but it is your 
you've known of it, but it's your first time watching it is what it sounds like. Right. Yes. And at first I was like, God damn, this movie is an hour and 22 minutes. This is going to drag on for an anime oh, movie. And it, I guess so. Yeah. Hour and 22. I just watched, uh, I just watched, uh, Dragon Ball Z dead zone and it's 46 minutes. Like that's how well, long that movie is. Yeah. Those are right. Yeah. Tree of might, all that crap. They're more yeah. just extended episodes. Dead zone. Look, dead zone actually still holds up pretty well. But uh, going back, I like World's Strongest Tree of Might in that Dead Zone. That's my order for those. Dead Zone, I've recently gotten into the fact that I like Dragon Ball a little bit more than Dragon Ball Z. And Dead Zone really feels like a Dragon Ball movie because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, there's like a couple of Kamea. There's not even really a Kamehameha in that movie. Like, uh, it's just it's I've just Goku. I don't remember. It's just Goku and Piccolo fighting against Garlic. Anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. So, Project Echo, we can, yes. I have it on Blu-ray, it's been recently released on Blu-ray through Right Stuff Anime, if you're trying to find it through there, spell stuff with only one F, uh, but you can find it I've on got... Amazon and stuff, otherwise though, you can stream it on Tubi, Pluto, mm-hmm. oh, Tubi, Pluto TV, and Amazon yes. Prime Video. Uh, yeah, uh, wait, Right Stuff on... is a good... I think it's on Freebie, or maybe only Tubi, there's about 30 streaming services, just yell go- Project Echo into your stick controller. I googled it, and the top three were the one I, the ones I put in the docket. So there we go. Right on. Uh, did I interrupt nope, you? I, I thought it. I did. Um, you did interrupt me, but again, I can't remember. What, I guess it wasn't that important. So <laughs> cast and crew: uh, Miki Ito or Stacy Gregg. I went to high school with the Stacy Gregg. Not this one. Um, she did the voice know. of Aiko. Uh, <laughs> Emmy Shinohara. Um, for the oh, I should have clarified. I'm listing the uh, yes. Japanese slash sub version first, and then the dub voice. Uh, Emmy Shinohara and also Denica Fairman do the voice of Biko. Mishi Tomizawa and also Julia Brams does Shiko Siko, uh, and then Shuichi Ikeda and Jay Benedict do Captain. Oh boy, no, you could just uh, say Captain. It, yeah, it's just Captain, Captain N, but not Nintendo. Napoli Polita. And then Teisho Genda and Mark Smith do Spy D. And then Asami, Mukaidono, and Lisa Ross do Ayumi. I did all right. I did kind of all right. You you did a lot better than I would have. I was like, damn, he's doing pretty good. He didn't stumble to the last one. Yeah. Uh, Directed by... uh, Oh, shit. I said too much. Katsuhiko Nishijama. Katsuhiko. Katsuhiko Nishijima. Um, yes. he did a whole bunch of anime I've never heard of before, says Corey's note here. <laughs> That's what uh, I put in there. <laughs> animator, yeah, he had, uh, oh shit, I forgot to add that other thing in here. Um, Almost but, everybody that worked on this movie was also an animator or either on Project Echo or at some time in their careers. They were also animators in, in tandem with either being a director or a writer or something like that. Yeah, that's the thing, is this, this, uh, Project Echo, this project, as it were, um, a lot of people in the anime industry that are active today got their feet wet with this show, with this movie. Um, it's just everything they wanted in an anime. They're like, let's put it in there and we're just going to put it all in there and make it look great. And goddamn, does the movie not, it looks so good. Like it's so good. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it definitely ages. Well, granted we watched the better, the best version of it or whatever, but it's just very colorful. I did not. I watched the Tubi version, which I'm pretty sure was the original one of those, because when I watched that documentary that we're going to talk about, 
uh they were had the blu-ray they sh- they were showing like the side-by-side comparison oh, and i was right. like oh my god the blu-ray is fucking gorgeous <laughs> yeah yeah so okay i was trying to find a list of stuff that other people have touched now that did make this film uh everything i'm just gonna read some animes that people who made this film are involved in now um ghost in the shell neon genesis evangelion city hunter um Oh, I had uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, The Prince of Tennis, uh, Metal Jack, Future Robot Daltanius. Uh, that wasn't that was the one before, but um, lots of things they've Bleach, done. Naruto. Yeah. Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Right. Plenty of stuff, people. So not to mention the soundtrack who basically represented the 80s, but we'll get into that as well. I forgot um, that I have uh I forgot that I have Mobile Suit Gundam, Zeta and Double Zeta. I have all of those like on a hard drive and on a from hard that documentary. Drive. And I That's how we got it in college. I mean, that's how long I've had it since, yeah. since college. So and yeah. uh but going back to that documentary a little bit, it talks about how like how depressing and like how brutal the first like mobile suit Gundam is. And I'm just like, God damn it. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch all of the Gundam stuff. So uh, good. Yeah. Speaking of depressing anime, I know I have Wolf's Reign on a hard drive or something somewhere. Or Evangelion. I caught that the other day and it was one of the really depressing episodes. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Never actually watched that. I haven't given it a shot. Um, I've not watched it all the way through either, but Yeah. Um, but this film, uh, let's see. Oh, writers, Tomoko Kawasaki. Um, we mentioned he's also done Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Uh, Yuji Moriyama um, did the rest of the Project Echo films. And then another animator, or it was also an animator for you know, uh, Evangelion. And some other stuff. Cream Lemon. And then we've got Katsuhiko Nishi. Oh, we meant that's the That's the director, director. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he also wrote this, so yeah. But the film, uh, we don't have numbers because it's a. It'd be hard to get them, even if we could find them for the '90s. I mean, technically, it has like two this. release dates. I mean, '86 yeah. for Japan and '92 for America. Right, because yeah, it was uh, released in in theaters June twenty first, nineteen eighty six, um, and then distributed that same year on VHS and Laserdisc. People recognize but it was did you say january 1986 yeah i i meant to say june if i did sorry oh okay i I, never mind then because i was like if it was january and then it got a later vhs or vhs release that's a little bit more plausible because you got like 10 months before the vhs comes out but if it's june you're just like all right two months later put it on video get it out make money off of this that's crazy but also that was a lot that that was just that was the 90s you you had a second you got your second win from the VHS release. So mm-hmm. um, that's basically how, like, if you don't Sometimes believe it, first the horror genre, horror genre horror. survived on VHS. So there you go. Um, thrived and survived. Yeah, thrived and survived. But uh, let's see here. Some other stats about the releases. Um, the DVD, I don't have a date for. I thought I did here. Whoops. Uh, it's 2011, uh, I think, is one when one of the yeah. DVDs came out. But 2002, there was a collector series version of the DVD. Um, That's and right. then May 17th, 2011, might have been the one you were thinking of. They remastered yeah. it uh, on DVD, and it has a lot of extras on there, but no CD soundtrack. The version before I mentioned from 02 has the soundtrack. And then in September 2020, it was announced Disco Tech Media will release the film on Blu-ray. Okay. The footage for the film, this is quoted from Wikipedia, the footage for the film would be sourced from the Laserdisc release using the Doom 
Domesday duplicator to capture the footage at a higher quality than it previous releases. Fake. Yeah, it does. It sounds like Lex Luthor made the. Yeah, that doesn't sound movie. real at all. Uh, with a tech called Astro Res. Okay, none of this is real. Uh, <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> I don't know. This and it uh, this landed. And it went, did they yeah. dang? I found this Blu-ray in a crater in my backyard. Is what I'm about to say to you. Um, and then, I get that. but they basically upscaled it, taken from the laser disc. So it's kind of insane because uh, it's not. Oh no, it does mention it here. March 21, Discotech announced that the film will instead be sourced from the original 35 millimeter film negatives, which were previously thought lost. They literally found them by accident, which is nuts. And they're like. Derp, derp, let's make some money. Um, and then lastly, before we actually get to our opinions and stuff, I'll mention that there is a buttload of stuff. If you are slightly interested in this, get this Blu-ray. It's called the perfect edition for a reason, because on the back, I watched I'm gonna, it once and I'm getting this version already. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to check out more stuff. I just didn't have time, but uh, I'll mention what it's listed here on the Blu-ray feature commentaries. It has... Um, the uh, voice actresses of Aiko Biko Siko for one commentary, and then another another commentary is just the director. Um, there's oh, okay. trailers, TV spots, music retrospective, which is it's a little cringy, but it's interesting. It uh, the beginning of it, it is now. hilarious <laughs> and great because one of the guys, um, let's see here, what is his name? Shit, I wish I had his name. Uh, I could probably look through his it name in Wikipedia, was shit. but the um. The, the the intro of it was him like saying hello and then he opens his mailbox and the camera just pans into his black mailbox and then the documentary of the music of the soundtrack starts <laughs> oh, Richie oh. Zito Richie Zito who uh oh, he was a, a producer to try and remember <laughs> Richie Zito was the producer for or has worked with Joe Cocker, White Lion, Poison, Mr. Big, mm. Yvonne Elliman, Eric Carmen, Art Garfunkel, Diana Ross, Mark Tanner, Elton John, Cher, The Motels, Eddie Money, Hart. He was 80s music. So that is why it. this soundtrack is so That's why this so sounds catchy. like 80s music. Like yeah. The rock sounds good. The synth stuff sounds good. The poppy stuff sounds good. I was just like, Yo, this yeah. is fucking solid. Like, follow, and, and like, follow your dreams or the um, <laughs> yeah, or when the it song, goes to the fucking space, the space fight out of this, nowhere, yeah, you're like, okay, and good. then you're like, this music's fucking bumping. The one that sounds just like Rod Stewart's cover of some bo- some boys get all the luck, some boys get all the luck. Like that's literally oh, the melody yeah. for the song <laughs> "Dance Away." Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> it's all right. I. <laughs> You got really into it for a second. I'm it's sorry, just something. I shut it down. <laughs> you didn't shut it down. Um, but oh, and then the last thing I mentioned about the soundtrack, I guess it's basically Biko's theme, uh, but it plays whenever she's holding her titty uh, and other times. But it sounds like it's Hold a track. On, we'll get to the anti part here in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's that track is very like low key and and chill, but it sounds like yeah. something straight out of the video game Snatcher. And I'm. Very, it must follow the same chord progression or something. You're talking to the one person that you haven't done a Snatcher podcast with. So. Well, uh, I don't know. Get good. Is that what they say? Um, there's also uh, interviews, galleries, extensive liner notes. One thing they don't mention on here that is on the, the bonuses um, is a quick little featurette on the PC game that never released, which is a visual novel. And it's crazy. Oh, that looks... It looks bad. But it looks it, real bad. Yeah. So, no, but there's, for, 
the legacy of this film and the amount of content on here, 25 bucks, I think it was, that's a damn yeah. steal for whatever. So, um, yeah, it's got oh, that that's what I was going to cool say. Artwork. Right stuff. Yeah, I like that. Uh, right stuff is I bought stuff from them before. They're good people. Uh, I got the Gurren Lagan, like the like three hundred dollar DV Blu-ray, like OVA set and all that. Word. And they make they have really good stuff. I think our buddy Connor, too, he got the G Gundam set from there. And the G Gundam set's really good, too. So gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So now that we've told everyone to buy this. <laughs> Maybe they're turned off the podcast or they're going to be like, talk about the fucking movie. You goddamn. Here's movies. where the real spoilers come in. Yeah. So. Spoilers ahead. Uh, spoilers. We, we, we could barely and keep up. In the first, explosions and titties in the first 10 minutes. We got it all already. <laughs> Why would you build a town? I don't know how I feel about in the, the middle nudity of the in this movie because it's all like schoolgirls and stuff like that. Ooh. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't like I don't like these boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Age of Consent is 16 in Japan, from what I understand. Take that I, as you I will. Don't, it's still, yeah, it's still weird. <laughs> it's just weird. This movie, uh, we will mention, I'll link, um, our buddy Connor, a friend of his, wrote, uh, a pretty good piece on basically everything leading up to Aiko, and then there's also a really decent documentary on YouTube that, um, I knew about this reading up on this a little bit before, but this documentary also cemented the fact that this started... And almost was a hentai. For those that don't know, that's anime porn. Uh, and no, there are some parts. Scotty, that kept in, it's called but... hentai and it's called art, is what it's called. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. Uh, anyway. Scotty's never seen The Office, listeners. So <laughs> I've seen The Office. I've seen one season of The Office, and that's fine. Uh, astronauts, <laughs> astron astronauts died immediately in the beginning in their. The uh, movie mission. has a lot of fan service. For being even back in 1986, I mean, I think at one point during the documentary on YouTube, I buy what is it, Kaiser? I have to look up the YouTube video. There's not uh, really a rating for this that I see. So, uh, it's, yeah. uh, on Pluto TV, it's rated TVMA. Oh, okay, that's what I remember from that. Gotcha. Uh, but I want to see, I want to credit this, uh, the YouTuber because this is a really good documentary that they did. Uh, Kaiser Beams, mm -hmm. it was their 100th episode. Um, no, it just I wanted to say that 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 documentary goes into really good detail about everything. It even does a little bit of the lead up up to like it has a good 10 minutes where it's just like, here's the backstory before Project Echo. And this is where the state of anime was in America. It basically did. What was it? What was the line? Barely why would anyone? Why would an American want to watch a Japanese cartoon? Yep. Like, <laughs> Thank you, racist American producers. Keep it up. Basically, and that's when the fan service comes in. That's why mm. they want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, very true. Uh, and so, in typical anime fashion, there's a city built in the middle of a lake. <laughs> that's it's a crater. built in the middle of a crater. Yeah, so, you know. Because um, in the beginning, this this town, this city just gets obliterated by uh, this meteor that also obliterates. Like, like you said, people people die in this movie like it's yeah. it's it's happy go lucky and fun like a high school uh comedy and all that but it is people die a lot of people die in this movie <laughs> i mean Aiko decimates the town every morning also yeah they just like park all the, over taxes, the neighborhood and, their taxes must be terrible like yeah <laughs> it's the Aiko tax <laughs> it's wonderful yeah yeah probably specifically that it's a local tax um 
But, uh, I mean, they probably do have something like that since they're teaching kids how to drive mechs in Mecca in the school. <laughs> Jetpacks, yeah. They live in a place. They So they rebuilt the city in the middle of a crater, and it's called Graviton City. That's a yeah. cool-ass name. <laughs> yeah. They're neighboring Cybertron or something, you know. It, I mean, city. and the animation style is just like right from the get-go. This is... This is the animation. No, no, no offense to newer animation and anime. Like it all looks super great. I like a lot of stuff in Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia and all that. But this old school, like gritty style, hand drawn style, just looks so good. Like it's yeah. one of the reasons why I love the early Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball stuff. Like it, I, um, it just looks so good. I thought uh, maybe because I saw it in the maybe because I watched it in the 90s for the first time I thought it was a 90s anime but then when we started watching I'm like oh no 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 this is not 90s this looks way too gritty I'm like uh looking it up oh 86 yep okay that makes yeah. more sense well this is also the same company that that created Project Echo. they also went on to do a bunch uh the documentary goes into a bunch of things but the one I remember is the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure OVA which is fantastic and I was like oh that makes a lot of sense now after watching this movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to give it a little bit of background, Aiko is the red-haired supergirl, like super powerful girl. Um, Nothing's ever really explained on that either, except for like one little scene. Yeah, uh, spoilers, whatever, everywhere. Her parents are Superman and Wonder Woman, Clark Kent. And... She's Supergirl. <laughs> yes, which is, that's that's it. They don't say it, but that's it. They, they You see it. They don't say it, but they say they it. They might explain it in more detail in the sequels, but not in this one. I really thought as we were watching this that the bands on her arms were the source of her power, but I could be wrong. Or they try to do that later on. I can't remember. But Maybe, which would have made sense with her mom being Wonder Woman and all that. So, But it also doesn't make sense because she can't fly and Superman can't fly. So I don't know. Yeah, she's got to grow the continuity's all over the place. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, there's Aiko. That's Aiko. Uh, Seiko is her best friend. I don't know why, but she's the ditzy uh, crybaby. They're both in high school. She acts like she's a three-year-old. It's it's cute at first, but man, it keeps going. If they did like five more seconds of each scene, this would be a horrible movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like, especially in the beginning. Where they're like establishing how like how she is and all that, and she's just like crying at the drop of a hat and all that, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> oh yeah. boy, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. have to give props to the 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 English voice actors because everything synced up pretty well, like the lips and all that stuff with it, and mm -hmm. it's not bad. Like I I only watched it dubbed though. I didn't watch it sub, so maybe I need to go back and watch that version. I also only watched it dub. We didn't mention that at the top. Sorry, fans. Um, yep. I meant that's where fans of anime. Stops listening, yep. right Sorry. There. Uh, and then there's Biko. You also said it with stank. You were like fans. Well, because <laughs> we're all. Uh, Biko is the other girl. Um, she has long blue gray hair. I don't know what color that yeah. is. Yeah. Really. Um, it, it looks platinum. She it's she's the Sephiroth. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, she's the rich bitch. Um, kind of a not. Not bratty, just hoity-toity. Uh, but for some reason, Smart. she wants to be Biko's friend. Or she is Biko. She wants to be Seiko's friend. She wants Seiko to be her friend, whether Seiko wants to or not. And so is the heterosexual her her. quest to be friends with her. Um, that's a tagline, you know it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's where this this. There's this a whole go scene one of where two I was ways. like, yeah. yeah, 
there was this whole scene where I was just I messaged you as like I'm getting lesbianish vibes from this, and you were like, "Oh, watch the documentary." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it uh, but hey, there like this is the blueprint for. I think this anime might also be um, how I would watch animes as a kid. Uh, when animes anime as a kid. I would just watch it and just accept what is happening. I would not understand it, but I would just accept it to get through it because sure. like with this, there's suddenly a space battle and someone's a princess and then there's fighting, then there's lightsabers and machine guns and whatever else. Um, and it's almost like a religion. You just have to accept it, it and really continue is. listening. It really is that. Because um, this genre, this specific genre of anime where it's all like over the top and goofy and stuff like that, like there's tons of them that are made like r like recently. Uh, I can't think of a lot of the names off the top of my head, but there's some where there's I mean, even like Panty and Stocking, uh, like that one's like over the top and crazy. Like and it take it borrows mentalities and stuff from this movie as well. Oh, OK. Could you hear my cough, by the way? When I no, cough just I now, not. okay. My mic's been the mute button's been weird. I just want to make sure. Um, I I will not edit that out. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, Colonel Sanders. Oh, I won't. I'm gonna go get a. I'm gonna get a, a some, you coughing and put it in here. So <laughs> yeah, Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Sanders. I messaged you that I went the Colonel. <laughs> Fucking amazing, amazing. Which For those apparently that don't know, is a he's... reference to a movie, another anime called Apocalypse. That I thought it was supposed to be a reference to the Terminator, but that didn't make sense because the Terminator had come out in like '88, so that doesn't make uh, sense. Probably, yeah. Well, also uh, for those that don't know, Colonel Sanders is like a idol god over there in Japan, also. Um, so they could throw him into anything, and everybody would be fine with it anyway. They um, made it. Well, somebody made the fucking dating game. <laughs> underneath my note of Colonel Sanders in all caps, when they leave the theater, it says "Wheels on Meals Co." And I was like, "Shit, Graham." That's another Jackie Chan movie he tried to get us to watch. Wheels on Meals. Oh, yeah, that is right. Um, uh, we're going to have to get so, Graham back on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I just have some quotes here. Like, I ain't no boy cause I, just because I shave every day. Uh, that has not aged well. <laughs> hold, on, but... hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to stop there for a second. Because yeah. that's right, what I immediately up. fell in love with the movie. Because I am a fan of Fist of the North Star. And there's one of these girls that's, I guess, Biko's henchman. Her one name's Mary. One of her goons. And yeah. She's just she's a burly old little girl. Amazonian. Man, like she even does the like the the punches and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is straight up Fist of the North Star is what this is. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, but I is. love that they had two voice actors for that character. <laughs> right, right. The grunts and groans and fight noises uh was a guy, and then her actual speaking um which was a woman. fucking got me the first time i went i had to rewind i went wait a minute what what happened who was talking just now <laughs> <laughs> yeah where did that come from yeah basically is what happened yeah pretty good uh another quote i have when they're walking out of the movie theater echo and seiko and a beam just falls on their heads uh echo catches it and some dumbass. this is in the dub some dumbass construction worker walks over and goes hey that cable wasn't supposed to break i wonder what happened <laughs> i know I, I need to since that I've was watched just one the quick so thought recently, yeah yeah since i've watched the dub so recently i need to watch the sub to see how much because at the end of the movie where seiko is just explaining to their teacher everything that happened that isn't in the the subversion the subversion she's just going you have you 
or something like that. She's not doing that. And right. I was like, this is weird. I feel like this was an English dub thing. Which she was explaining what to who? She was explaining the entire plot of what just happened to their teacher while the camera's zooming out of the wreckage. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you're talking about the, the end of the movie. Version, the very yeah, the end. subtitle version, she doesn't do that at all. And I was like, okay, that's what this feels like. This feels like yeah. something that was added in. Yeah, well, that's easy to do with voiceover, yeah. Um, sure. So another great, a great quote that I found here... Uh, was when uh, Aiko says, so Biko, for whatever reason, remembers them from preschool or kindergarten or something. And yeah, then, which is insane. Yeah, and so they both, rem they all remember each other, and Aiko says to her, still the same self-righteous, or no, Biko says to Aiko, still the same self-righteous little bitch. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Launch. Yeah. You know, um, good stuff everywhere. Man, but they really believe in comedies and threes in this movie. Sometimes comedies in fives. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, there's uh, Japan is all about groups and working together. So the jokes are groups grouped together as so well. So there, that's Tell the main plot that you're explaining is the Biko wants to get Seiko from Eiko. That's the main plot is what yep. that is. But there's a side plot as friends with. Yeah, the, as friends. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, but there's a side plot of this spy that's on earth oh like yeah. you think the whole and i got duped i thought that that spy was spying on aiko no come to find out oh, it's right. a spy that's spying on seiko because seiko is a princess of this all women race that look like burly men aliens and that's when we get the awesome space fights aliens. that look amazing <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so good. It the ships are so detailed and so beautiful. Yeah, ridiculously. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks so good. You get Captain Harlock vibes. You get Macross vibes. You get old Mobile Suit Gundam vibes. All that stuff. Yeah, uh, and that's not even what Biko creates to try to fight Aiko. <laughs> the, the oh the also hold on yeah she creates robots. So you get in this movie, they are able to intertwine all this so that it actually legitimately makes sense that you're going to get the shut up. There, the there are not there are world. not quotes big enough to put around the word legitimately that you just said. Look, it's, it, <laughs> it makes sense if you watch the movie. Shut up. And then you get giant robots where you're like, awesome, this is cool. And then you get power suits and then that are extremely revealing and then you just get destruction of the entire city. You're just like this. The destruction in this movie puts the Superman movie to shame. Like it really does. Mm, yeah. Yeah. This is a power suit I invented. I'm in high school. Yeah. And I can't wear it yeah. under clothes to activate it either. It has to be only this bikini. It's. And a visor. I, it, I like how they te I do like how they're like, all right you know, screw our squabbling. We have to go uh, save Seiko, which has some of the, the best scene is that fucking missile hopping scene. That yeah. missile hopping scene is pretty good. So good. It's yep. so good. Yeah. And yeah, then she's yeah. just jumping from airplane to airplane. I'm like, Oh, these guys are funny. They're dead. Oh, that guy's dead. Don't even, don't even like them. Even <laughs> they even had speaking lines, but they still fucking bit it. Yep. And also panties. Cause panties are all in this movie. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gotta have the fan service every now and again to keep everybody interested i mean the creators were quoted to be otakus themselves so it makes sense yeah it's a bunch of mid-20s dudes making this anime that only has girls in it so there you go yeah 
Even the yep. one person that I thought was a dude, I was wrong. It was a lady. <laughs> nope. I'm a dude. She's a dude. He's a dude. We're all dudes. Nope. It's anime. Oh, Lord. Follow-up, Good Burger 2 is happening, so we predicted the future. <laughs> Once again, the algorithm has proven that we are Nostradamus. In purgatory. <laughs> yeah, or that. One or the other. Um, let me see here. Uh, space Station or NASA discussion interruption. I didn't really, I didn't, yeah. We didn't, uh, America, or, some, or the world of NASA. NASA, the world, was defending for some reason. Sure. That's yeah. it's just because they wanted to put a cool space fight in and it made sense to put it in there. And uh I remember seeing anime like this part like too young cuz I'm just like, "Oh, those people are oh, those people are dead. Like those mm -hmm. people are real dead." These characters that like they they took the time to like detail them all out and all that stuff and then in three scenes later they're just bite the bullet. Like yeah. it's just gone. Well, that I mean it kind of the movie leads you up to that also because every time Biko approaches Aiko with a mech or a new invention, she goes on this long d explanation and, and how she, like, basically showing her work in math class. And then in five seconds, B uh, Aiko Gone. trips it, like, kicks it in the heel or just power bombs it or th drills her foot through yeah. it or something. Well, it's so. like I just recently re started rewatching the first season, first two seasons of Dragon Ball Z. And there's a part where the Saiyans arrive on Earth and they're just Nappa's just destroying and killing people. Yeah. And they're just like they're like, oh, that person. Good thing they had their parachutes. They jumped out just right. in time. Like, yeah. He obliterates the city they land yeah. in and you they see did people's not faces melt away. Oh, this area was evacuated. Thank goodness. And you're like, what? It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me what this to movie do. Funimation. Does not do that at all. This movie's like these people are dead. When you're dead, you're dead. Which is like, that's what Funimation did, and I'll never forget not understanding the impact of what Hero in Gundam Wing said to that girl that walked up and greeted him as the new student, and he says uh -huh. to her, I will destroy you, and I'm like, alright, well that's silly, but whatever. That's the edited version. <laughs> in the real version, he says, I will kill you. To her face, that's the first thing he says to her. That has a lot more gravity, but we can't have that on uh, nope. 4.30 at Cartoon Network, or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, I so, mean, it make, I mean, it makes sense, but Project that's why Echo's we had got none of that. That's when we got the uncut yeah. versions that came out at midnight. You get the uncut Dragon right. Ball Z and uncut Gundam Wing. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm going to blow my nose. Talk for a minute. Okay, Scotty's blowing his nose. So anyway, we're talking about Project... Uh, I'm trying to think of what was the 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 the, ro the spaceship designs like the enemy spider ships. I was just like, that's oh, legitimately yeah. fucking terrifying and also really cool. Like, yeah, pretty good spider. But no diplomacy whatsoever. They were just yeah. like, well, in all defense, Earth attacked first without question, but they're also having some PTSD from being completely destroyed 16 years ago, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> Yeah. But um, uh Captain just blasts everyone away with a Captain Harlock special beam cannon that was awesome and sad. Yeah. There yeah, it's a and well and the and the ships are basically Robotech ships. We didn't mention that, but that's what they look like. Oh yeah. They um, look like the Gradius ship from Gradius too. Like Yeah. I don't think any ships turn into mechs in this, except for what Biko made. I think it's just, just fighter jets. Yeah, space, so it's like Robotech. Like, it's like, yeah, because when Macross came out, Macross was like mobile suits, but it wasn't like 
Gundam or anything like that. So yeah, Macross. The only thing this movie does not have is a disrespectful teen calling someone older than them old man at this rate. Yeah, you know? you from Yu Yu Hakusho or something like that. Or something, yeah. Um, you don't have the delinquent with the with the pompadour is what you don't right. have. No, mm-mm, yeah. It, it was 86. Got, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, though, otherwise. I mean, there's there's a little bit of everything from anime tropes in this. It almost created most of them. Yeah, I mean... Even in 86, it was already parodying anime styles that had already existed. And so many, so many, like, my notes, but yeah, so many movies and franchises that came after this, like Sailor Moon wouldn't have probably existed if it wasn't for this movie. Yeah, you know, I thought about that because, well, I thought about Sailor Moon because also um, I mentioned in the beginning, like, all I need to show Rachel now is Gundam, DBZ, and Ninja Scroll. Um, maybe sprinkle in some slayers just to get the medieval shit in there. But uh, like, you got some Hamtaro. You got to throw that in there too. <laughs> never seen that before in my life. Uh, but uh, but I was like, wait, but Sailor Moon. And I was like, no, you know what? The only reason I saw Sailor Moon is because it was on right after Sonic on USA Network, which I don't think exists I, anymore. I don't know. I um, only watched it because if I got home early enough, I caught the last half of that right before DBZ came on at four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, yeah, that was like their block. It was like Sonic, Sailor Moon, DBZ, maybe something else. I don't know. But that's interesting because you grew up like you grew up way farther in the north and I grew in the south. So like I like seeing like what regional like channels and lineups that some people had. So because mm-hmm. I remember, did you ever have the Beast Wars? Uh, it was Beast Wars and something else that would come on in the morning. Reboot, probably. No, Reboot was only on Cartoon Network for me. It was never on another channel. Oh, that's strange. Yeah um reboot was like tbs or something for us uh um google these people we're not gonna explain each show we're talking about but uh no but but (laughs) shut up we're not old beast wars we always watched because literally the morning announcements in middle school were like one channel off of what beast wars was on so we would like switch it over only when the teacher eventually walked into the room cheeky bastards we were watching beast wars like right before them um but yeah, so speaking of Sailor Moon and all that other stuff, um, when so I mentioned I was watching this with Rachel, um, the the missile scene where like Aiko's running up missiles and Biko's just flying around, and then Aiko lands on a fighter jet uh, with her panties in the pilot's face. Um, <laughs> that happens, like boom, lands on there. Rachel goes, "What is that? Fan service?" Because she <laughs> has she has started reading manga. And like, uh, um, sort of as a result of her job, interestingly enough, um, all I'll say is she works at a library, but, uh, she's been getting into more manga and like, she always asks me about the manga that she rents and stuff and like checks out. And I, I've barely ever recognized the one recently this is is, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah. One recently was B stars. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, B stars I've heard is pretty good. I, yeah, I knew what that was, but she's some other ones are newer ones and like things like that that I don't know. But um, but that was just hilarious that out of nowhere she goes, what is that fan service? And she sounds old as shit, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, damn it. Oh, my God. That's so good. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, so much happens in this movie. Um, it's it. it Like I said, it's an hour and 22 minutes long and it just once it goes it goes 
Like it's going nonstop. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was going to mention something, but then I realized that's more about the Blu-ray bonuses. So that would be getting away from the actual movie. So I'll, I'll wait until we're done. Um, after I get my copy itself. and watch it. So sure. Uh, no, I, I'll, I'll mention it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, how, it's about, just, how about that ship landed on the tip of the other ship? That makes no sense, but <laughs> whatever they pan over to it, you hear it creaking like it could fall at any second. Yeah. But they're just it... like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I just learned of, you know what hammer space is, right? I don't, I know those two words separately. What? You call yourself <laughs> an anime fan? Are you not an otaku? Um, no, hammer space <laughs> is when something is pulled out of somewhere else. That's just it. Something bigger that doesn't. Oh, make any that's sense. oh Scott Pilgrim reference. Yeah, that makes sense. That's not a Scott Pilgrim reference. That's anime, boy. Whatever. It's anime. Uh, the, it's newsflash. Anime. News, newsflash, Corey. Uh, Scott Pilgrim came out after watch. anime. Um, it's anime you dumbass yeah <laughs> it's what anime a, you dumbass what a, well what yeah what about that uh that that like three panel comic that is just two dudes talking to each other and uh one uh, says i fucking it, love anime no nope it's not any like recognizable uh web comic but one says to the other one like i fucking love anime and the other dude says anime is for nerds and the guy punches him in the face and he goes you're damn right it is or something like that <laughs> you're not <laughs> like wrong. fuck yeah it is um everyone's but, a nerd nowadays it's cool to be a nerd which makes it not cool so it makes the people that aren't nerds nerds now right is that how it works yeah take that congress Anyway, Sorry, I got so, real on everybody for a second. So. <laughs> yeah, stuff that in your back pocket and smoke it. So the other thing is that aside from Hammer Space, there's something else that I learned of recently called just Cool Factor, which is just yeah. it doesn't matter how illogical something is. If it's cool, mm -hmm. it's possible. So this spaceship that is bigger than the city landing on top of like the Empire State Building yep. of this town is balanced there because it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool visual. We, we won't speaking evacuate visuals, the town or anything. <laughs> speaking of visuals, the like the huge scenes where it's like a landscape and shit, it's so fucking beautiful. It looks so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I, and I, like I said, I watched the probably hand-drawn version. Yeah, it, all of it's hand-drawn. Like all the details, amazing. So that's why I'm excited to get that Blu-ray. But I'm trying to think of what else. Like the movie. It ends fine. It ends like how I would think it would end. It definitely kept it open for sequels. Yeah. Well, you would think that what we're saying, not much or too much happens in this movie. But the fact of the matter is that the director was inspired by uh, the continued escalation of certain films. Yeah. And one of them that was cited. That's in... how the comedy works. It's yeah. continued escalation. Uh, the The article that was written by... Coop Bicknell was Connor's friend. Um, that article, he mentions how, like, uh, Robert Zemeckis' film Used Cars, starring Kurt Russell. Yeah. Excuse me. was a film that, uh, that was his film that got him Romancing the Stone in the Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis, that director. Uh, huh. But the director of ACO was introduced to that film as, like, how plots, just, like, that plot idea, and so he applied that directly to ACO, because it is really, like, Things gradually, there's no, the only slowdown is arguably when 
Aiko and Seiko are seeing that movie with Colonel Sanders, but even that is like, what the fuck? And immediately, yeah, like, a beam falls on her head. There's not yeah. much downtime in this. So it is, it's nonstop, but nonstop, but not nonstop in the way, like, a John Wick movie is, really. But, like, it's no. nonstop in gradual progression of things always happening leading up to a batshit insane climax. I mean, a lot of the comedy lands. A lot of the comedy is pretty good throughout the movie. Like, the uh, like during the whole fight scenes... Yeah, like oh. even during the fight scenes, Aiko's expressions, like like trying to counter Biko's uh, weapons and her uh, attacks and stuff like that, is it's funny. It's whimsical yeah. and it's funny. Like it's not like Dragon Ball Z where everything's super serious. Yeah, and it is a lot of like Biko announcing her attacks, and Aiko's like, "I don't fucking care. Just leave me alone." What was one <laughs> tank throw attack, counter tank throw attack? Like yeah, that was yeah. what the dialogue was. Right. Right. Yeah. Pretty good um yeah that, that it's very stuff. power rangers announcing your attacks as they're doing him yeah it's almost if this was made today it would be cringy because they would be breaking the fourth wall throughout they'd make it even scenes. more lewd as well that but i mean but i mean the 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 spoken script would be like uh i'm gonna throw this at you because uh deadpool did this too or something like they would it'd be too i don't know there's probably. some newer ones that do this genre like that like and some of the humor isn't to that level, but like they do it pretty well. I, I can't think of the names, but there's the one where the two schoolgirls where they just look super fucking cartoony as hell. Like that. Uh, I can't watch I that. Know. I know exactly. Uh, pop something. I can't pop. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but I can't that's sit through the that kind show. Of the genre. Yeah. But that one. Uh, and then Panty and Stocking got announced for the second season, which I was like, holy shit. Never thought that was going to happen. So <laughs> that's cool. I'm trying to look up the name of that show because it's going to bug me if I don't. Pop Team Epic. That's what it is. Pop Team Epic. Yep. Yeah. So. A I don't know. It's just I really appreciate this movie for what it is and what it's done for the genre. And why. I mean, without it, America might not be as big into anime as it is now, because I feel like. It is definitely I don't think it's like story wise on the same level as Akira. But no. and Akira does look a little bit more, I would say, technically beautiful. Like there's a lot of stuff that just looks really good in that movie. Yeah, but technically beautiful. Yeah, I still put Project Echo on the same level as that. Like just everything that it did, like the goofy, whimsical, like how anime should be. Like you have your serious anime, but then you also can have your stupid, goofy as shit anime as well. Just your feel good anime. Yep. 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 Um. I think it reminds me a little bit now that I think about it of High School of the Dead, but that one's too fan servicey. But yeah. some of the fight scenes in that are really badass because you have a girl who's into kendo and she's just chopping and punching and kicking zombies instead of just blowing their heads off in the boring zombie fighting manner. I was gonna say, or you have the sniper that shoots between a chick's boobs. Like there's then yep, you have that. <laughs> totally necessary tactic during battle. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I get, I think that was expertly done and animated. <laughs> so it's called art, Scotty, is what ooh. it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, I accidentally <laughs> I closed my I hope Brittany document. listens to this one. So, <laughs> so well, let's see here. What'd you close? Oh. You closed the docket? My own notes. Blu-ray bonuses oh. is what I was going to mention now. Um, I already mentioned the Project Echo CD-ROM game yeah. that was not released um but uh there was also a screensaver collection that was never 
it was no i think it was released yeah but it was on a cd and when okay. i was watching that with rachel she didn't understand that like she didn't understand why they were released on a cd and so i explained it to her i was like they were not always available you people honey i was like people would purchase a cd with screensavers on it like there's doom the screensavers file download out speeds there. were rough so sometimes people just um, bought physical cds file download speeds did not exist in the 90s <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so true. the file download speed was slower than you getting in your car driving to circuit city and purchasing this um <laughs> cd of screensavers so that was funny yeah. and that's not i don't want i want to make it clear i'm not like insulting her intelligence or anything um where uh you're just had, showing your elderness superiority yeah <laughs> uh i mean there was uh a sonic the hedgehog there was sonic the screensaver and it play on sonic the hedgehog and you could get that cd <laughs> uh set or whatever now it's oh, available on every Lord. damn collection that you can buy but um or the I still you know, remember where we had to go to walmart to get our aol discs Good had to times, go get the internet. <laughs> good times. AOL, Project Deco, all coming back. All circles back. back. In, man, you had no worries except getting caught with a risky anime like this. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> if my parents caught me watching this, they would have been like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you're not watching this. Especially if it, knowing my luck, it would have been during one of the unnecessarily numerous booby scenes. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah. There are boobs twice in this, uh, kids. So watch out um watch yeah. out yeah <laughs> no worries why'd you say no worries now i lost my own train of thought uh hakuna uh, matata that's all all right how many butter pieces of jelly toast are we gonna give this scotty oh that's what you went with jesus i, I don't know, know. i don't know well before we get there is there anything else we want to talk about like we've already talked about the animation we talked about the music the score uh, we oh, talked about the tons directors. of factoids we could go over. Um, well, let's go into. I think we got a couple that we haven't brought up, right? Yeah. Uh, but I did mention the soundtrack already. Uh, there's three tracks on there that are super catchy outside of like the battle music and everything. Um, right. And we mentioned how the film was lost and then found accidentally and everything to then get thrown onto a Blu-ray. Still nuts. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, you, I think you started to mention Cream Lemon, but did you go anywhere with that? Uh, I think, let me see, which one is that? Okay, so the film was originally intended to be part of the infamous erotic series called Cream Lemon. It was changed because the producers felt that the film would be more profitable as a comedy, and Biko's bath scene is all that remains from the phase of the production. Uh, there was at one point where they were just like, what was it? Uh, damn it, what was the one they were talking about in the documentary? Something, the one with the bounty hunter, like the tomboyish girl with the waitress that she picks up, and it's a comedy, but it's straight up a hentai as well. Uh, huh? too... uh, oh, I had to look wait. it up. Anyway. Oh, that's another anime, you mean? Not this, not a scene in yeah, this? Yeah, it, it was the one that came out before Project Echo. It's the one where they were like, we want to make a movie like that movie, but then when they were making Project Echo, they're like, well, why does this need to be a porno? Can't we just remove all that stuff and it still be good? Oh. Uh, maybe Ursi Yatsura, Pepper Canyon, or something like that. I don't know. I can't oh remember boy, I don't know. Is. That sounds like a porno. Pepper Canyon, though. It's, I don't um, know. I got. I got to rewatch that documentary. But yeah, yeah that, they were just like, well, let's not, let's not do that. But man, that Biko's bath scene, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful scene. Like uh -huh. it looks like like the way everything's drawn looks great, fantastic. But you're just like you're also like, this isn't needed. Or I mean. That's she could have just scene. been wearing a top. 
That's the scene. I mean, what? I mean, what? It's art. Whatever. You show some boobs. It's it Stop is. Stop saying that it's art. Seen, Stop saying it's art. Just you, it is you, art. Every, every time, time you, it's got boobs, every you time, shut it down. Every time you say it's art, you may as well just say I'm horny. That's it. No, that's the see. That's where <laughs> that's where your old brain comes in. You can appreciate art like that without having to wank your noodle uh, to it. Here we go. Please tell me more. Scotty just doesn't appreciate nude. He doesn't like his nude self. So <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say uh, Fist of the North Star. <laughs> Could also be a porno name. So <laughs> I, with, I, you've seen it. You like that anime. I thought you were going to talk about it a little more. Yeah, but... I mean, I've seen uh, bits of it. So the character Mari uh, or Mary, however you want to say it, is intended to be a female parody of the character Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. Fist of the North Star is big, big buffy dude. They, it's the infamous line where he says like, you're already dead, and then the guy's head explodes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to put that clip in right here. Oh, your body so, is going to explode in three seconds? Yeah, or he's like, you have are you are already dead, and he just goes like, Err! and then his head explodes, and you're just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, it's inspiration from like a lot of the JoJo uh, franchise and all that stuff as well. Uh, but in the again. scene where Mary turns, out to, oh, turns on Asa and attacks her, Asa's, what? Nothing, keep going. I interrupted you. Anyway, Ace's head explodes, and this is another reference to uh, Hakuto no Ken, where Kenshiro causes the internal organs of his opponents uh, of his opponents to rupture, which is why their heads explode and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's a, it's like yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> I've only seen parts of it, but I've never probably... seen all of it. I've only seen bits and pieces of it though. Connor's gonna call me out on my on my anime knowledge now because I'm pretty sure he's seen it all the way through. Hell yeah, uh, hell yeah. But now, what about a Pepsi can? That that's the one that I was like, I got to talk about this one. This one, this little bit of knowledge is also in the documentary. Uh, but I actually caught this during my first viewing. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck was that missile? That missile looked different than all the other missiles. Uh, but it said some of the missiles that were fired during the space battle scene are actually Pepsi cans. This could be a reference to the film Macross. Do you remember Love from 1984, which used a similar gag that replaced a pair of the missiles with a Budweiser can and a sake flask. This gag was courtesy of mecha designer Shoichi Masuo, who has also previously worked on the Macross scene in question. So I thought that was pretty funny. Like animators, like a lot of this movie, animators are putting jokes in there that sometimes only they would understand. Like the fucking Super Bowl. So in the dub version, uh, Biko just puts on like baseball uniform and says something about going to the Super Bowl. Oh. Well, in the dub, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not Super Bowl in the subtitle. But yeah, it was just because one of the creators was really big into baseball and was like, put it in there. I want to see that. It, lo it would look funny. And I was just like, what the fuck? But <laughs> like, they still said Super Bowl? No, in the in the subtitle version, it doesn't say anything about Super Bowl. It's it's it's, it's a baseball reference. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the dub version should have been World Series is what it should have been. Right. Okay. Got it. So... Oh. Yeah, just fun little... I mean, there's tons more factoids, but those were the main ones that we, we thought that were noteworthy. Dr. So. Bepper. There's a Dr. Bepper can that gets kicked at Colonel Sanders. I did see that. I think I saw that it said Dr. Bepper. <laughs> I, was just, yeah. I love it when something so blatantly like Coca-Cola, like whenever mm -hmm. they just like take off one letter or something, you're like, what the fuck? But they yeah. said that... So that's funny that you bring that up because they said a movie like Project Echo would not be able to be made nowadays because of the licensing laws back in 1986 were so loosey-goosey that they could get away with shit like that. I mean, Red One is basically sitting in one of those fighter jets from uh, Star Star Wars. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong at all. There's a lot yeah, of references. That is that they would Disney would sue them. So yeah, you know. 
Oh yeah, now Disney. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we didn't have like a xenomorph somewhere in this thing at this point. You know, for no reason. Yeah, it would have made sense. Alien yeah. was already out. I think even a- Aliens might have already been out too. What year did that come out? Five, maybe. Oh boy, eighty-five. Sorry, everybody. I, I want to say eighty-eight, but that feels too late. We better we better check that for our own good. Uh, let's see here, Aliens movie. That's right. Drum roll, please. Oh, whoops. I clicked on one thing and like 30 covers of a movie came up instead. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I hate Google. I hate it. 86. July 18th, 86. So right after this. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe it wasn't, ha- maybe it hadn't why. blown up as much. Yeah, I think Aliens kind of made it blow up a little bit more. Yep, 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 yep. That was more uh, palatable than Alien to the masses. Thanks, Gene. A little bit. Thanks, JC. Yeah. JC. Uh oh. Focus. There we go. I said his name. But uh, no, it's a fun movie. Like I, like I said, I keep saying that it was a long. It's a longer anime movie, but it it goes. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. It's beautiful. Music's awesome. I, I how highly many uh, flammable bento boxes out of five do you give this? Oh, we didn't so talk I'm about that lunch of... scene. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm trying to think of like I'm gonna rate this in the anime movies that we've been watching. Uh, I mean, I would say probably like a or wait, we've seen one, we've seen Tokyo Godfathers. What else have we watched? Transformers. Transformers. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm gonna give this one. I really liked it. I think I'm gonna give it like a four point five. Shit, pretty good. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, we can't agree on it. Do we have to be different? You stole my rating. Uh, the reason I cannot (laughs) the reason I cannot give it a 5 is literally because of Seiko that's it oh just because of how annoying she's fucking annoying that's I mean, why if you've never seen the she anime... had to be she had to be the extreme she had to be an extreme of some emotion to attract attention to herself because otherwise if she was I mean, like just a boring that's teenager then I don't think you'll ever care. watch Kill the Kill because it does have a lot of fan service in it I've but seen, like, I think three Kill episodes Kill... of it boom 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 oh okay all right I take that. I'll I'll, back, I'll backtrack on that. But I feel like uh, Ryuko's and Mako's relationship is a little bit. Mako is kind of like Seiko, but just toned down just a little bit. I think. Okay. Like I don't remember the- anyone. <laughs> I don't remember anyone. I don't remember anything about the show. So okay, you know, then yeah. never mind. So you I've shouldn't even, even tell me even, you watched three episodes. Then <laughs> I don't know. I've even tried to rush. Uh, uh, what's the one with like forty R's in the title? Like. Gurra-ra-ra-ra-ra uh, or something. Yeah, I don't think I've never checked into that. Or Dora-ra-ra-ra-ra or something. Yeah, Dora-ra or something. I watched one episode of it. I've tried a lot of different animes. I There's a lot that. of like anime that isn't mainstream that some of it's like hit or miss. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. So, <laughs> especially yeah. when it comes to that older anime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh that's Project so what, we get 4.5 buttered toast. Is that what we're going to give it? God, I no. Uh, I gave toast. it 4.5 out. Whoops. Out of Our. out of five. What did I say? Shit. You Flaming. Just, you said I stole bento. Boxes. Oh, that's it. And you want 4.5 buttered toasts. Jelly toast. Okay. She eats about 4.5 pieces of it throughout the movie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean so, yeah, that if that, you, that right if, there is if, straight up Sailor Moon stole, you know. Oh, She's oh yeah. Running to school with toaster. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But, but if you're on the fence tits, about this, you don't. If you America. don't want to, 
if you don't want to invest in the actual like special features or anything like that, you just want to watch it. It's free. You can go and watch it. Literally, Tubi and I think Pluto TV. You don't even have to do a login. You can just watch it. Yeah. Uh, granted, well, they are the, only gonna have the like thing, the dub. I, sorry, I think that was the other thing that maybe had it was Roku. We've discovered the Roku app on our Fire Stick recently that is like almost cable TV. It's just like it's a okay. it's a app with channels, and then you can watch. Gotcha. live tv which is just like if someone has a 24 7 streaming thing that they've just thrown on there you can watch that that's how you watch it yeah um but there's also so yeah there's like things that are playing anime all the time and other stuff but you can also just watch movies and stuff through it so roku you also have multiple yeah. physical releases to choose from even though that blu-ray sounds like the best version yeah let's look up how much the laser disc is for funsies what do you think you want to give oh, me God. a roundabout give me a roundabout uh, what do you think i'm gonna go at least three i'm a ballpark 300 all right, Laser. let's see here. Laser disc project echo Laser disc. Oh, not uh well, the first thing that comes up, oh, damn that artwork is good. I don't know if the, is this going to show up for you at all? Wow, let me shove that close. I will the put camera. the artwork in right here so Scotty Keep doesn't it. have to do this. So Um Laser disc first eBay auction that pops up is $100. Um That's but, not I just found one that was 30. Yeah, let's click on the shopping button on Google. Uh, it's kind of all over because I just found 43, 120. Oh, that's the other Echo. So it does go on. There's a two, three, and fourth movie. Um, none of them, none of them from what we have seen briefly live up to this. I've definitely seen the fourth one Abby, because I recognize. This one's only, I might buy this one. This one's only 30 bucks. It might be my first laser disc I buy. I mean, I won't stop Thanks. you because I have the MST3K movie on laser disc mainly to like as decoration though it's it's Walmart. i was gonna say do you even have a how much are players aren't players expensive as shit <laughs> not worth it because they're shit to uphold um uh, but okay. uh but the thing though i was gonna say is there was a project Echo two three and four i've seen four but i don't remember a damn thing i just remember in that documentary that we watched the like main nemesis or whatever uh i remember her but that was also a time I mentioned that I watched this by renting it from Blockbuster. So that was when Blockbuster would have like episodes one through five of a series and then nothing. And then like, oh, 13, you know, <laughs> like they're not going to get in consistently. Yeah. Uh, um, things they get in 10 order. of one season and then they get like six of season four. Yeah. Like, so it's like, what the fuck? And then apparently there was a series, but it was just Aiko Biko Seiko uh Aiko and Biko were like bounty hunters and Seiko gets possessed and it was just oh this you didn't this watch sounds that like part a of the if. documentary uh but it was really just yeah, those characters are yeah. thrown into a different scenario and it's not is that really... the versus one yeah I think so okay. that's what the series is I can't remember I forget sorry everybody that might um, be the that might be the series yeah that let you're me go about. we do we did have the Wikipedia up I thought um because their sequels, plot of the Daitokuji Financial Group, Cinderella Rhapsody, and Final. And then spin off the original series, Echo the Versus in yep, 1990. That's what it was, so. Man, so, a franchise that like it seems so influential, and I just now kind of found out about it. It jumped <laughs> like, the shark once it tried to do more, basically. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that the other ones aren't going to. We probably watched the best of all of them so far. I think so. so. I'm glad I own this one. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, and speaking I'm of things jumping this. the shark, what's next, Corey? Well, we never fully agreed on it, so this is the closest thing I have next to me. Uh, I have a copy of Street Fighter the movie. I don't know if live. 
it's blurring it anyway it stars uh jean-claude van damme and uh raul julia uh it's it's a movie and i think we're gonna probably compare it a lot to when we did our mortal Kombat episode because we i don't know how this Kombat. one's gonna not not with this company <laughs> for another company, with this okay? company not with this firm <laughs> Yeah, not with, with, this was another another subsidiary that we were a part of. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Especially yeah, Street Fighter. Uh, I don't know what year it was. I, I'm trying to see on the back of it. Big old, big old Capcom logo on the back of here. 1994 is when this movie came out. I think. Why did you send me the eBay link to this Laserdisc? I'm not buying it. Oh, I was showing you that that was the $30 one, but I think it's because one of the corners is cut. So. Oh, youch. Oh, the artwork. Okay. Yeah. So. I was like, uh, yeah. the disc? Wait, circles but don't have corners. Because, be careful because we might say halfway through the week, fuck this movie and switch it to another one. So follow us on our social medias if you want to keep up with what we're actually fucking doing. Yeah, if you want to listen to what we think about the Mario Brothers movie, uh, find the one of 1993. That's the one we talked about. Yes. And boy, there's going to be a lot of stuff floating around about that movie. Uh, since when this releases, that mo- the new Mario Brothers will be out. Let me double check what episode is our Super Mario Brothers. But I'm also going to... I'll let everybody know on the socials as well. Because like in the 30s, I think. No, I think the Super Mario Brothers might have been in like... The, I've edited it already, so teens or 20s. Yeah, it's earlier down there. Um, but uh, it's not that Bob bad. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. I think it was pretty early on. Maybe not. Anyway, uh, yeah, Project Daco, we're telling you to go watch it because it's a movie. It's pretty good. It's good anime. It's a good little history lesson and a, a beautiful little, beautiful little movie. If you yes. get tired of all the newer anime and all that stuff, let's go back to the basics. Episode 17 is our Super Mario Brothers retrospective. Uh, one above how old all these girls are that we see topless in Project Daco. Uh, so that in mind, okay. if you're getting a little bit of static, I don't touch you. that dial because you are right so where you much. need to be. The static zone. I just want a drink. Why can't oh, I get shit. a drink? <laughs> Should we release the Street Fighter episode on a Tuesday? Ah! Good night. I'll cut it. Meet Aiko. Well, my name is Aiko, and I'm really happy to be here. Meet Biko. I get what I want, and what I want is a fight. Meet Seiko. Ooh, hang on tight. Sometimes they're late for school. Sometimes they get in fights. Revenge is sweet, 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 and you, Aiko, are going to die, die, die! And now say your prayers. Hey, I'm getting real fed up with all this. And sometimes the fate of civilization is in their hands. Let the puny earthlings oppose our power, and I'll show no mercy. I feel real mad! Project Echo, next on the Sci-Fi Channel.